0: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Lead Off, heard here live every Saturday morning on the Peak One Sports Network. I'm Ashton, sitting here with Tony and producer Landon. What's going on, guys? Man, not much, but uh, I think I need my ring light on.
1: i can get my light on this morning.
0: Go ahead and do that. Sorry, but no, nah, it's on top.
1: Yeah, that blue button.
0: A little dark there here. We, there we go, go. Now it's bright here right uh, here in the studio uh thank you for again thank you for tuning into this make sure to like this video subscribe if you're not already subscribed uh i'll take a note from cole if you like us subscribe send us to your friends if you don't like us send us to your enemies so they can subscribe and they get a notification every time our terrible show drops or goes live it's a pretty good one Uh, we have a, yeah, I think Cole says that almost every episode, just send it to, if you don't like us, send it to your enemies. If you love us, send it to your friends. Uh, either way, we'll take it. We don't, we don't care if you're haters. If you love us, uh, we just want to hit, see those subscription numbers go up. Just like we talked about this morning, man. Uh, you and I had the late call last night
1: on Friday night football. Um, obviously heard here on peak one sports network. And, um, you know, we were just talking about takeaways and views and how things went last night. And we had a few new subscribers from last night's game. And, man, what, that's, a, that's a win for us. Even though the uh, hometown team that we are
0: covering did not get the win. Yeah, it, it wasn't um, a fun game for the Chisholm Trail Rangers. Uh, I wouldn't even say it was a fun game for the Crowley Eagles. because no. they, they, they win by, by a lot. They have a really sloppy game because, obviously, they have higher aspirations here to, here in Texas for their – uh, football season they're thinking playoffs and state championships um, but yeah if you I mean we notice there's a lot of loyal fans and subscribers and viewers to specific shows and events and we're just trying to bring them all together we have Friday night football for Texas high school football most Fridays uh, the leadoff here Saturday mornings you have uh, the bungalow sports show with Cole the sports page my other podcast you have the, the bungalow fight show uh, a lot of different different content here on the peak one sports network so that's why we encourage you to subscribe so you know when all of that content uh drops and uh this episode is brought to you by betalytics nfl season has started nba is coming up don't bet with your gut the betalytics dashboards allow you to quickly identify the top graded best bets and hottest trends betalytics Betalytics users uses ai machines to learn algorithms and create accurate game simulations, player prop projections, betting line evaluations, and best bet recommendations, use promo code PEAK1 for 25% off when you sign up today. Go to betalytics.com to start betting smarter. And we're gonna start off with uh, MLB playoffs. So you could also use Betalytics if you want to put put some money down on some of these games starting today. The divisional series. Yeah, and I'm up though this
1: this shameless plug out. Um, you know, I'm even checking it out now, keeping up with the uh, you know, through standings and who's in and who's out, um, check out peak one sports our website. Um, And actually right now you can see we have all the sports we've got NBA, NHL, MLB and NFL standings on there. Um, So make sure you check that out and share that with all of your friends.
0: Yeah. And you can see uh, our latest episodes are all there on the front page. You can go check Check out past episodes of, episodes of, uh, of other shows and we also have our Friday night football page as well. You can look at the schedule, when the next game's coming up, uh, all that good stuff. So uh, MLB playoffs, uh, the divisional round series starts today. Uh, first first game, we'll just go in order of what games come on at what time. So at noon Central Time, the Rangers play game one in Baltimore. Uh, the Rangers have the best offense in the American League this season, but. Uh, their pitching was a story in the wild card round against yeah. the Rays, giving up one run in two games. And of course, the Rays finally break their streak. They were up to like 30 innings of scoreless playoff baseball. A lot of that against the Rangers. Yeah,
2: it it was a good, like I think almost a weight lifted off everybody's shoulders. That's a Rangers fan and in and around the club seeing the pitching staff really. Hold their own in a game. We haven't seen really that really the bullpen. Because no, that has we really did
0: uh, As much as the starting pitching and injuries have been an issue, and it's good that they got the two games off kind of reset a little bit. Uh, I think they used four pitchers in, in bullpen those Montgomery two games. Montgomery went really far in game one. Well, no, really three LeClerc closed both games. Yeah. So I think you used the setup guy in both games, maybe, maybe just three. Uh, so your bullpen is nice and rested.
2: Montgomery went really far in game one will pitch again this series, and then Yuvaldi went pretty deep into Game Two.
0: So you really uh, in in the playoffs you really kind of go to a three-man rotation for the yeah. You try start, to
2: stretch your starter as much as you can,
0: uh, which helps which helps the Rangers in this case because all the injuries. Obviously, Degrom, Scherzer has an outside chance of coming back during the series, but probably not uh, if they can make the championship league, league championship series. More likely, he might throw a little bit in that uh, in that series. Uh, but luckily, you swept them in two games. You didn't have to do that extra game. So Montgomery might not be starting this game, but it would be his normal rest time to start tomorrow in game two. So uh, pretty, pretty good situation the Rangers are in uh, pitching-wise. And obviously, offense wasn't an issue in, in the wild-card series. You had Evan Carter just go nuts. So
2: – there's they're saying that they're gonna keep the lineup the exact same how it is even though um who is it? in the three hole hasn't been producing their Evan Carter is gonna stay in the nine hole they're keeping the lineup the exact same because when the lineup is like that they've only lost like one game they're like seven and one with that lineup
0: well really, you if you can get Josh Young if they don't move Josh Young out of the eight spot you know Josh Young and Evan Carter eight nine and then it it, it turns puts back, back over, and the you have Simeon and Seager with chances to to knock them into.
2: One thing that I saw with the lineup, I think game two, was that early on into the game, before they had the big inning, a lot of it was Simeon is struggling. Simeon struggled last with that wild card round, he didn't hit very well through the first couple at bats. He was really the reason that they were kept in the game. Yeah, I feel like there was a bunch of runners left on second and third that he would. He had the double play with runners on first and second, no outs. Um, there was a runner on third that he had strikeout. So I think as like winning game, winning games big like that with him struggling, shows a good sign if he can get back on track in the, this season, a, this series. It's a testament to the Rangers' yeah.
0: offense when you get so much production out of the eight, nine hole. Uh, that that's it's okay a, for one guy that's, that's how baseball, baseball works like. yeah. you're gonna have guys that struggle I and mean, then guys that are hot at other times the problem is in the playoffs is you want you want everyone to be hot at the same time but you're okay some people struggling as long as other people are taking up uh, you just don't want all your guys going cold at the same time uh,
1: now, I think this is gonna be a definitely a challenge. Or the Rangers. I mean, they – honestly, I'm not sure they can get out of this this round.
0: Uh, I think it's a good matchup for them like, comparatively. They didn't do great against the Astros this year. Uh, they did okay against Baltimore. They're, they split the season series. Playoffs are completely different. Um, Baltimore hasn't really been this deep in the playoffs in a while, and they have a good fan base. So, uh, going from Tampa Bay fans – 19,000 yeah. yeah. to Baltimore, Baltimore I think it's going to be a completely different not that that's why the different. Rangers were able to succeed because you know
1: it'll be more of a playoff baseball atmosphere yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure and even coming back home for games uh three yep. and four um moving on at five o'clock p.m. this is all central time the Phillies at the Braves I think that might be the most exciting matchup the playoffs two really good teams Phillies obviously struggled earlier in the year, but uh, we're able to come back. Braves have just been the best team in baseball. Yeah. Uh, And obviously it's a, it's a division matchup, so it's going to be entertaining.
2: ESPN has Atlanta by it. They have Atlanta under 210.
0: They don't, they don't have a lot of faith right now. Mm. I think it's going to be a good matchup. I mean, you're talking that playoff atmosphere. I mean, Philadelphia might be the best, you know, know, uh, the best baseball uh, playoff atmosphere uh, out there. I know I was listening to the radio, and they were talking about um, comparing different areas. Uh, I think it was, yeah, it was Mike Bassett talking about how he pitched in a random, uh, maybe the fifth or sixth inning of a game that was going to clinch a playoff spot for the Phillies. He was obviously on the other side, I guess he was playing for Washington. And he said that was louder when they hit a home run than he gave up the home run to Barry Bonds to break Hank Aaron's record in San Francisco. has a Francisco. lot of bad
1: memories with giving up home runs, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, but yeah, that, that's going to be be wild. And of course, Atlanta they they have a great yeah a uh, great fan base. They're always in the playoffs, and and they know a how to big act fan there.
1: base. There's a lot of Braves fans all over the country.
0: Yeah, especially where – I mean, the region there, and there's not a lot of yeah. teams in that southeast region. So we have a lot of
1: family in, in Tennessee, and, you know, they're, most of them are Braves fans, you know, that's the – Because the south – yeah, the southeast get.
0: region, you're like, you have some Cardinals fans, you have some Braves fans. Um, you you don't really go further south because I don't and see any, you get into Florida. You don't okay. even have Rays and Marlins fans in Florida, really. no. uh, A lot – you know, Braves pretty much control that, that region. Yeah. Um, and they've been a very successful team. You obviously have, I know they haven't came out with the announced the awards yet, but Acuna junior is, the, you know, MVP. I, I don't think there's any chance Hands down. No, yeah, question. no chance. So yeah, no question. Uh, that's going to be a good, a good matchup <laughs> going back to the AL at four 45 PM central. Um, this is probably the time the broadcast starts. Cause I know first pitches are always at weird times. They're never like right at a five or a zero time, but, uh, this is a good day of baseball. All, every, I think this is the only day that all the teams are playing. They'll yeah. start staggering after this. Uh, but Twins at Astros. Uh, twins obviously didn't have a great regular season, You know, finished with the worst record of division winners. Um, But they had a big yeah, win I mean, over played, Toronto. They played in
1: a terrible division. Yeah, I mean, they, they had about that all season long. That any other team in MLB if it was in that division. Could be a competitor. Yeah,
0: and and they sweep Toronto in the two game or the best of three se- wild card series. Uh, I think a lot of experts had Toronto coming out of there, but Minnesota played great. They're moving on to play yeah. Astros, who obviously had to buy.
1: Houston's. I, I think Houston's going to handle these guys I, Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's going to be any question about it. I mean, Houston. Houston played in a tough division. They've had a tough road, but they they got hot at the right time of year. And finish the season well, I think. I think. And then you get a week, a a week of rest, basically. A week rest. Yeah, you're coming back, all your pitchers fresh, all your starters.
2: I mean, to talk about the road that Houston had, there's one team from their division already got knocked out in the wild card. The other team swept that team in the wild card, and they still have a chance to play them, if both of them can win. I assume Houston's going to beat the Twins. The Rangers and the... Or- I don't know if the Rangers will beat the Orioles, but I think that'll yeah. be probably the best series we see. Everything yeah. else is seems to be pretty lopsided.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, the Twins. I mean, you you go off. I mean, you go ahead and use your two best pitchers again. You had a couple days yep. of off. Yeah, so I you think can, you
1: just knock it out. You get done early and you get that extra
0: rest. Um, and then eight twenty p.m. Central Time, another division matchup. Uh, D backs at Dodgers uh, Diamondbacks kind of snuck in there at the end uh, they were one of the teams that started off hot early surprised everyone kind of came back down to earth um, I think they dropped as far as fourth in their yeah. division and then came back up and eliminated San Francisco and and got second place in that division and the Dodgers have just they they've struggled some this season but they've just pretty much been in first place in that yeah, division I think the all the Dodgers year. are going to
1: be the Dodgers
0: yeah
2: we say they struggled. They still won a hundred games.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so there was a there was we, a time where they like in a twenty game stretch they yeah. might have gone like ten and ten. Yeah. I say struggle for being in first place, yeah. and they just for ran being away. With hushers. yeah, yeah. For they being ran the away Dodgers with hundred win
2: season. Is struggling.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so pretty good, pretty good matchups. I think we're all. I, mean, I think
1: uh, the, the matchups coming out of the NL might be more interesting than on the AL side.
0: Yeah, I and think blowouts. I think that if if you can get Dodgers Braves, I think yeah. that might potentially be that's, the that's best. That's how it is
2: every year. It's always it's Dodgers Braves every year. I kind of want to see the Diamondbacks mm-hmm. win that series that just to that, see. That
1: could be a fun team if they could pull out But like, I don't
2: think like off the top of my head, I don't think they have enough pitchers.
0: Yeah, it, and baseball is one of those that your uh from your perspective of watching the game on TV, the crowd is definitely um, something you want to see. Like, yeah, crowds are going to be big for for NBA playoffs, NFL playoffs, but I think baseball playoffs are completely different. Um, I like, just personally for me, I want to see a Braves-Dodgers matchup. Just just the crowds are going to be insane. Even the Phillies, I mean, I'm a Braves fan. I grew up a Braves Braves fan. They're kind of like my ML team. Um, second to the Rangers, but I, I I, personally, for that selfish purpose, don't want to see the Diamondbacks win. It's kind of like when you want your Cinderella team in, yeah. the, in March madness, but the final four comes, you want your Duke, North Carolina, Kansas. Like you want to see the good games. You yeah. Wanna... You want to see the big matchups. Yeah. It's fun. The Cinderella stories are fun, but you don't, I mean, you don't want to see the, you don't want to see George Mason in the championship game yeah. unless you go to George Mason. Um, so yeah, just for that, I would like to see Braves Dodgers or Philly Dodgers would be great, uh, as well. And, and in the American league, I think Houston, um, Baltimore would be a great series. And then if it's Rangers Houston, just because you have that interstate division yeah. rivalry, uh, I think that'll be fun to watch too. And, think- and we've seen it here. Uh, <clears throat> you know, Josh Hamilton said Texas or meeting Arlington is not a baseball town, but we've seen it when the playoffs come around. Yeah. Uh, it's not a traditional playoff atmosphere, but fans in Arlington go crazy.
1: Yeah, this is a huge metropolitan area that you the people are here, they're gonna come when playoffs start. I sure. mean,
2: you see it all the time in the graphs that people post on social media. The DFW area is bigger than states, more yeah. bigger population than states. People will um, come, yeah, people will fill that stadium for a playoff. It's bigger,
0: yeah. I mean, and it continues to in improve. the left in the playoffs. LA is the only metropolitan area that's bigger yeah la and la and new york and i think i mean
2: we went right there with chicago we went to atlanta a couple years ago and it's i mean the actual city is probably as big as the actual city but you go 30 minutes outside of the city and you're
1: yeah and here you can go an hour and a half out you know it's an hour and a half from one end of the metroplex to the other end yeah Yeah, it's It's the size of connecticut it's It's the size of connecticut
0: with not a whole lot of rural areas yeah. in that yeah, within that metroplex area, area. Yeah. um and we've seen it you know the capabilities of the fans you see you're talking Cowboys about games over, and,
1: a, over a decade from the time that josh hamilton made those comments that i think this area even through those bad ranger teams i've grown another has million grown, <laughs> it, it was well, the baseball part yeah. you know fan base has grown
2: and uh, you see and, and, not and to you mention, see, the new stadium.
0: Yeah, the Absolutely. new stadium. And you see early, yeah, the first time the Rangers have played a playoff game at the new stadium. Uh, and you you see when teams come back from being bad after yeah. a while, the first time back in the playoffs in a while, then you have unexpected. We're, we're, they're about a year ahead of where we thought this team would, yeah. you know, the progression would be. And then you have the excitement of Josh Young is proving he is what we thought he was going to be, and Evan Carter out of nowhere um, – you thought, yeah, he's going to be a good player. and Then I didn't even expect him to play this year. And then he comes in. Yeah, they bring him in, and uh, he—he's a lot of production uh, late in the he season. He hasn't and had an at
2: bat that ended in. An, he hasn't had a batted out in the playoffs.
0: He had one strikeout. Yeah, that's
2: so maybe that was before. Okay, so he has one batted out in the but playoffs. But yeah, so
0: but that's the only out he's yeah. had. He he started off six at bats. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I saw. I six and then for yeah. He I want to say after that strikeout he got a walk too. So so basically. Out of seven, no, eight out bats, he's been on base seven times I with three three or think four walks.
2: He had a home run in both games
0: yeah. too. Home run in both games. So he's had three hits, three walks, two uh, home and a runs. strikeout. Yeah, two home runs out of the three hits and a strikeout. Uh so hopefully he can keep up that production out of yeah. the nine. I mean, obviously you can't you can't expect him to keep up that kind of production, but you know, still be productive getting yeah. I mean When your nine-hole hitter draws three walks, he has as many hits as he does walks. I mean, Uh, that's they weren't good.
2: They weren't facing like. It's not that they didn't face good, or bad pitching versus the Rays. They faced good, good pitchers both days. But they, the thing that I noticed the most that they did good was that their the Rays pitchers were at fifty pitches through three innings. Yeah, like they were taking long Long at at -bats. bats, really running the pitch count up, getting to the bullpen quick. Which the Rays struggle with is their bullpen.
0: I I think it, it's good to keep Evan Carter in that nine spot. Yeah. Because um, a guy you can that keep you up, you, can you keep know this can up, flip but the order at the same at the same time. If he's keeping this up, you're not going to intentionally walk him. Yeah. Because then you've then have you have to get the Simeon and, and Seager. Seager and whoever they have in the third third spot. I think it's it's protecting him in that sense, like yeah. because he's one with no playoff experience. That you can take him out of the game, just yeah. intentionally walk him. If you have, I mean, I'm trying to think of, of a bad hitter in this lineup. Like t- traditionally, maybe the catcher, but Jonah Heim's not. No, you know, he's not a bad hitter uh, either. But uh, I think having the production in that ninth nice, yeah. nice spot, and you're not going to question Bruce Bochy anymore. And when
2: you're playing it, playing it out in your head as the coach, you have to leave. I mean, if you want to play it the safe option, every inning you probably want to leave a base open. Just in case, you have to intentionally walk Seager. Yeah. Who we've seen, you probably get intentionally walked more than anybody in the. And he's batting league. second, so you're. Yeah.
0: Intentionally walking him for the three hole. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh that. That's why I'm not worried about the Rangers. They're either just gonna do great or fall off yeah. a cliff. It's it's and there's nothing in between. Well, the we'll offense has to
1: stay hot to yep. give them a to give them a yep. shot even give this pitching staff an opportunity yeah. the, to the bullpen
0: something.
2: can help themselves as much as they can, but the offense still has to score yeah. score runs. Yeah. Cause I think if the offense can get four, four to five a game, it'll be, it'll keep the games close. And then that they'll start relying on the bullpen pretty heavily. Once you get five, six, seven runs, it's, it's either what we saw in, in game two where the Rays don't score until the seventh inning and just to blow out the entire game. Or it's a 7-8, seven, 7-9 seven, game. That was just a full offensive game. The bullpen didn't do anything.
0: Uh, on top of four uh, MLB playoff games today, we also have a lot of great college football matchups, um, obviously leading off Texas OU that weekend. State Fair of Texas going on. The Red River Shootout, <clears throat> the Red River Rivalry, Red River Shootout—lots of different names for it. I think Allstate is uh, sponsoring it now. But uh, number three, Texas; number twelve, OU. This is surprising. I had to look it up just to make sure it was right. This is just the third time in Red River and the Red River series that both Texas and OU are undefeated. That's interesting, because they play the game pretty early. They're both 5-0 like, oh, oh now. This is going
1: to be a very good matchup. I mean, I guess this is the matchup of the week for sure. Like, it, Yeah, finish. it has yeah. to be. I, Besides can the go SEC any way, matchup with a and and Alabama. A&M and Alabama, but, I mean, we'll get to that Two, in a t- two top
0: 12 teams. Um, How many times have they met ranked like this? Probably quite a few times. Okay. They're usually ranked. I don't have that number in front of me, but again, it's just the third time they were undefeated. Um
1: I mean, obviously, and last it's a, year, Texas shot shocked... a huge quarterback matchup.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And, and last year, Texas, it was kind of shocking. I mean, you thought Texas was going to win that game, but they just blew them out. And that typically doesn't happen. But anybody's guess is mine. I mean, it's a close, close enough matchup where it wouldn't be surprising if OU wins this game. Yeah, um, I think we're seeing a neutral better site. OU team
2: this year. By far than it was last year. Well, yeah, last
0: year they were definitely off, and Venables has has got this offense going, one of the best offenses uh, in the The, They haven't played a lot of tough matchups, but they've been outscoring. It'll be a real offensive
2: game, I would assume, unless we see the Texas defense that played against Alabama.
0: I mean, both teams have a pretty good defense.
1: The analytics matchups got this. Matchup predictor um, has... OU with a uh, fifty four point seven percent chance of winning this game.
0: And on neutral site, it's hard to stop that OU offense. Yeah, um, Texas hasn't really had to to throw their offense around, and at times mean, they've really struggled. And then late in the game, you know, they'll score it's gonna be big against Wyoming and even Kansas. Tec- they
1: the Texas defense is going to really have to play well, the secondary especially. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, you know, he's one eighteen for one fifty seven almost 1600 yards passing, 15 touchdowns and only two interceptions.
0: And we'll see if the offense for Texas can keep up. They might have to rely on their defense a lot. I mean, takes while the Texas offense has looked good this year compared to their matchups with again Wyoming and Kansas. Yeah. It's looked like not not quite up to par where it should be. The defense has kept them in the game. And then the final scores of these games look like okay, Texas did what they were supposed to do, scoring late. You know that Wyoming game was way too close, and they ended up winning thirty-four to ten or something like that. And look, okay, that you know if you're just looking at the box score, um, but they're ending up scoring late in games, and and that's just not going to work against OU. And we'll, well, this is a game you're going to have to keep you, up with them. You the a scoreboard. Texas fan, <clears throat> excuse me,
1: you as a Texas fan can't bet with your gut seeing these analytics, so you need to make sure you check out Betalytics to see where you're. So
0: if I were to bet on this, I would probably bet OU uh, just way I can't really be all that upset. Either my team wins or I win some money. Yeah. At, at that that seems to be my theory, but I don't. I very rarely just bet straight-up matchups. I'll do parlays or something. Um, but, yeah, Landon, you mentioned uh, another, another matchup, number 11 Alabama is at Texas A&M. Now, Texas Am this is a good um, opportunity for them they're not ranked but they they've only they're only one loss and it was a disappointing loss to Miami who Miami's a pretty good team anyways yeah. so if Am can pull off this upset which is a great opportunity obviously Alabama's kind of having an off year um they, Alabama can jump right back up into the the playoff uh, playoff talking yeah. uh, playoff opportunities. Uh, Because, obviously, SEC, you know, if you can come out of the SEC, you'll be in the playoffs regardless. Yeah, Max
1: Johnson stepped into the role. um, You know, he's the LSU transfer, um, that quarterback. uh, He's jumped into that role pretty well since Wigman went down. And I really like, you know, the way he commands the offense. Um, I think he's better. Um, Texas A&M can just keep Jimbo off the field. (laughs) You know, Jim o. Fisher kind of reminds me of, like, Joe Biden. <laughs> i just not sure about that guy. Wow. <laughs>
0: now that you say it, it does got to make sense. Um, no, you're right,
1: though. Yeah, just Texas a and has way. an opportunity um, to to come up with this upset. I mean, I guess this would this should get them, if they could knock them off and get them back to the top 25.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Know, I'm uh, thinking, like, in the teens at 19 least. 19 or something, maybe. Yeah. Um, and you're playing in the SEC. You know, you just have one loss to a ranked team. Um, you're going to have your opportunities to. I mean, if they could win out, they're for sure going to be in the playoff. Yeah, uh, there's yeah. nothing stopping because you're going to have to run through Georgia one way or the other. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is a good opportunity for A&M to just to, to keep it. It's a very talented a and team, like I said. Yeah, they are. That they, Miami they loss best, was a disappointment. The best they should have class in the country. Yeah, they should have won that that game, and then you have one of the best coaches i mean a&m fans may not say that after the last couple of years but he is he does have success coaching yeah
1: he has a track record for it texas a&m hasn't seen that yet yeah um the only thing you hear in the news is ever you know the what's the buyout going to be how yeah. we get him out of here which is an insane amount of money i mean not not even a, no matter how bad they were i don't I, you can't get out of this contract yet
0: and I think Texas A and M is one of those teams that, like every other year, they'll knock off Alabama. Yeah, um, they have a good track record. No, that, Texas A and M is
1: actually one of those scary teams, even on a down year, because they're that team that can just come yeah, out of the a, dark. It's and, a big and game, and especially a big Kyle game field team in, yeah.
0: in College Station. That's yeah, a, which could be a one, one of the college, hardest places
1: Kyle to play. Yeah,
2: in in college football. Yeah, not only that, the SEC has the hardest, maybe the two hardest fields to play in. You have to go to LSU. No, not even the SEC. The SEC well, in Tennessee as well. Yeah, just the SEC alone has the hardest way. But in the in the conference that A and M and LSU play in, you have you have to play in L You have to go to LSU at least one time, and then you have to go to A and M, and you have to go to and then at the end, if you make the playoffs, you gotta play Georgia, yeah. Tennessee. Like you, there's yeah, not an Aggie easy fans are going to show play. out
0: against They could be they could be 0 and 6 right now. They would show out against they could Alabama. be in
2: Tuscaloosa and there's going to be Aggies fans there. Yeah, it's travel
0: well too. Yeah, yeah. it's it's going to be tough for this Alabama team, yeah, um,
1: especially struggling like they have this year. Uh, and this this is this could be the make or
0: break. For yeah, I think, the, yeah, I think that's a, I mean, make and break for AM in the same sense, but different as AM's just trying to get up to that level while Alabama's trying not to drop down yeah. to, Alabama to that has level. When you said you thought Alabama, Alabama was nothing. done, yeah. uh and they, I guess we're going to find out. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I, if, if they don't win today, they're they're
0: done. Yeah, I mean, they I mean they're, I mean, they're not, not they, they, they they I can't see them making the playoffs yeah. loss
1: team, but I think just in general like sustaining two losses like that in the SEC like well, I guess compared to all of the their other yeah,
0: games struggling against South Florida it's yeah, it's just it's just kind of an all inclusive. I, th- I
2: think realistically, if Alabama struggles for a quarter, they lose the game. I think if they're if their offense struggles, maybe not. This this Texas A M
1: defense is legit. Yeah, but I real.
2: I I'm thinking if the if the <clears throat> offense starts struggling but the defense stays up, they could be okay, because I mean the de- a defense can only score so many points. Like you might get a pick six. Something like that. But if the if the defense struggles, I really do think hey, that don't, don't count the Aggies out. could put up twenty and a quarter, thirty and a quarter. Don't count
1: out Max Johnson here. I think we see him come up big in this game and really put himself on the map in college football today.
0: A big uh, coaching matchup. We'll see if Jimbo Fisher can keep up with Nick Saban and see that. And uh probably the only there's there's a lot of decent college football matchups this week. I think this one's an interesting one. Uh, number 20, Kentucky at number one, Georgia. Uh, Vegas isn't giving Kentucky any shot They're, uh, a Georgia favored 14 and a half. It is, it is in Georgia. It is in Georgia, but number 20, Kentucky. That's a that's a tough field to go play in, too. Um, and, and usually when you're – I mean, Kentucky has kind of come out of the woodworks and been uh, – you know, ranked in the top yeah. 25. And when you're a good team, that's something. But when you go and play Georgia in Georgia, that's when you can kind of really find some stuff out about yourself. Uh, Georgia has won 13 straight games over Kentucky. Uh, and Kentucky has eight straight losses versus AP yep. number one. Yeah. So works. everything's pointing to Georgia right yeah, now.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised it's only 14.
2: Not, yeah. not only do you have to go play in Georgia – well, not only do you have to play Georgia, you have to play Georgia in Georgia, mm-hmm. and I think Kirby Smart is one of the best coaches in college football right now. Yeah, he really had like the Georgia teams that we've seen the past, I guess, two years that won the national championship have been obviously great athletic teams, but they they're very well coached teams too, and they're they're Kirby beating Smart's good teams. He's one of those
1: guys that's been around a while, but he's doing a good job adapting to the. The this newer generation of kids um, and he, he, he's he got some dogs you know, pun intended there yeah. in Georgia
0: um, and tomorrow NFL couple of matchups not a lot of great matchups yet uh, this week we have the Bills and Jaguars that game's in London um, Jaguars of course playing the Toy Story game last week in London uh, Bills is going to be a pretty good matchup I know the Jags uh, pretty much just routed atlanta last week uh bills looked really bad that first game against the jets but ever since then they've cleaned it up a lot of, yeah they've been taking care of business You're worried about josh allen um because he's been thought of as an elite quarterback for a while coming out of nowhere um, and then just hadn't been able to win a, a super bowl uh and then this year he's yeah. he's looked pretty good outside of that it's, first week
2: it's tough for to for him like we look at Dak in DFW, and we think, well, he doesn't want a playoff game, all this. But then you look across, and you look at the quarterbacks he's playing, Is he Jalen Hurts across from him. Last year, Daniel Jones looked pretty good. This year, we'd say Daniel Jones across from him. It's not that big of a deal. Well,
1: Daniel Jones' problem is his offensive line. Yeah. They can't keep the defense off of him. I mean, what did last week, uh, they gave up nine sacks? Nine. Is that right? Eight or nine sacks? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it didn't look good for Daniel Jones. Um,
2: but in that, um, like Josh Allen, every year he's having to face Patrick Mahomes. There's no way around him not facing Patrick Mahomes unless one of them don't make the playoffs.
1: Well, it's kind of like uh, what you have with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. You know, yeah, Maybe you're same. gonna face Peyton your, Manning. Couldn't you know, just couldn't get over that hump with uh, against Tom Brady. Yeah, you know, do you do you knock him on that?
2: No, Patrick Mahomes is one of the guys that, at the end of his career, we'll be looking at him like, he's basically the new age Brady.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think that uh, Josh Allen's just, I mean, he's playing really well. He plays well. He keeps his He he does kind of remind you of Peyton Manning, in a sense,
0: in his relationship with Patrick Mahomes, like, now we think of Peyton, one of the greatest ever a couple super bowls but he had that knock on him until they won a super bowl yeah he went <clears throat> he went a long time without winning a super and bowl. and that's
1: going to be the same thing with Josh Allen i think he's always going to have that chip on his shoulders always going to have that knock on him as until you win something he hadn't won anything i think if you know, any they, year even going deep in the playoffs like they did yeah. you know they like they, they're a they really get good there team until they really hit the Chiefs. team. now i think there's some dysfunction in the locker room uh, some dysfunction in the organization. You see a lot of that. You see a lot of the, uh, you know, sideline altercations and interactions. And you know, I think there's some stuff there that they they should clean up. But I think they're a very talented team, and they're they're still a team to keep on your radar come playoff time.
2: I think if any year it'll be this year. I think we're seeing a Chiefs team that we've seen weaker than we have in sure, the past. A little bit, yeah,
0: yeah. Not you know, the, that they're the not doing good. The Bengals are just yeah, yeah. They're not. Joe Burrow's not doing great right now. And I, I'm not 100
1: percent sold on the Dolphins. They've looked really well. Obviously, lost last week. I just don't know if I'm sold on them yet. I haven't seen enough of them to know if they're legit. In the yeah, AFC. obviously,
0: New England's not not doing anything. Um, Jacksonville started off slow, but I mean, they're. I mean, obviously, we're going to see this week Bills yeah. and Jags in London. Um, its,
1: uh, yeah, I mean, this, this could be a preview of a playoff matchup.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. You have a lot of really good quarterbacks. And while Patrick Mahomes, I wouldn't say, is struggling, he doesn't quite look like himself uh, from the previous years. You say the same about Josh Allen, at least that first week, uh, losing to Zach Wilson. Yeah, I guess technically the stat book will say he lost to Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers started that game. Um, but absolute, absolutely horrible game, but he's been, he's been lights out since. Yeah. Uh, and then the game of the week is Cowboys at 49 or Sunday night football. Um, I think this is going to be a great game, uh, a great matchup.
1: This could uh, be the, the preview of the NFC championship. Championship
0: division series only depending on how the seating works. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I think everyone's I guess, pretty much yeah, called it. it. Be, it's it Eagles, Bills, Niners. I mean, no, uh, if you Eagles, Cowboys, Niners. Those take two of those teams. It's going to be NFC championship. Yeah. Um, but yeah, depending, depending on, you know, I think they're going to face each other in the playoffs one way or another, unless one of them play the Eagles first. Um, and then even then they, you know, they still might make it, but I think it's a foregone conclusion. Uh, In the NFC Championship, barring some other injury for one of these three teams, it's got to be the biggest challenge
1: the Cowboys have had this season. You know, they didn't look good against the Cardinals. I truly feel like they didn't put their best effort into that game. Uh, I mean, half the offensive line, or more than half the offensive line, yeah. didn't play. They come I mean, back I the think, next week against if, New England. Yeah, who's, I think if I think it's a better, better
0: than who I think is a better team better. than the Cardinals. Yeah, and you just so take I, care if of you business. were
1: if you were playing the 49ers that week, uh, Tyron Smith plays. Yeah, uh, and maybe even uh, Zach Martin? Martin may. You know, these injury things; these guys look at it's early in the season. They have an, feel like they have an opportunity. They don't need them. Guys are going to sit.
0: I think. I think they were looking forward a little bit during that Cardinals. And it was the first week, week. the
1: first week without Trayvon Diggs. Mm-hmm. So you you're still trying to figure that out. Which uh, Deron Duran Bland. Deron Bland stepped up. He had a great game against the uh, Patriots. the Patriots. Um, hopefully, he can keep that up and just hold his own. That's all we're asking. You're asking to lead the league in interceptions to. Be the best coverage guy. Just do a job. Just be a guy. Do a job, and let the defense work. Let the front seven do their job. That's that's where this they're gonna really this defense shines is that front seven. Let them do what they have to do. All you have to do is do your job long enough to let them get a sack or get enough pressure to make an ill-advised. Throw. I think the
0: Cardinals game was a wake-up call because they got caught looking forward, honestly, and they they said that's not gonna happen against New England, um, and you saw it and and right now I can't think of something maybe obviously the red zone offense but again when you're in that situation where you're winning big because I got up early yeah you're playing a different kind of offense but you did see the red zone issues against the Cardinals when you're trailing so well they can't have yes that
1: is a knock and they finally did get that score in the red zone yeah last week against the uh Patriots but also, look at this. When you have a defense that plays like they play and a defense that has the opportunity to put up the points that they put up, your offense needs to protect the football. We're not asking you to go down and win games. We're asking you to protect the football and let the defense yeah. win the games. This defense is too good to not allow them to do that. But when you have turnovers, you put the defense in tough situations, that's where they're going to struggle when they're on the field too long. Let them get off the field and then let the offense put together nice long drives. And if it ends in a field goal, it ends in a field goal. You may have some tighter games, but you have to allow this defense to do what they do and not, not put them in a situation to have to try to bring you, put you back in a game. Let them keep you in the game. You just protect the ball.
0: Yeah. The the 49ers are definitely going to get the Cowboys uh, best effort because uh, the Cowboys have a chip on their shoulder with this team, obviously losing being eliminated the last two seasons by the 49ers. Uh, It's a great rivalry game. Anyways, Uh, Both teams are going to show up to play, Um, obviously, because both teams are uh, high up in the standings right now. They recognize each other as 1A and 1B of the teams they have to get by, including Philadelphia. Um, And this is going to have huge implications later on. I mean, it's early early in the season, but between, like we said, these are the three teams we think are going to be competing for one, two, and, well, I guess between the Cowboys and Eagles, they can't have a one and three because a top three seed because divisions and wild cards. But But you're, you don't know that yet. Cowboys have to go in saying, we're trying to win the division. And then this matchup not only gets you a win, gets you a win against the NFC opponent, but gets that team a loss. And then you have the head to head. I don't know where head to head comes in the tiebreaker. I know when it's not a division rivalry, it kind of gets pushed down a little bit, but, uh, obviously this win loser, the end-
1: draw these are two of the best teams in and not just I think in the NFC in game. the NFL you know and you throw the eagles in there as well that's this this is these both, are the top 3 those are the top 3 teams in the NFL well
0: both uh are top defenses you may say the top 2 defenses cowboys have a great defense i 49ers are right up there yep. and then both teams have really explosive offenses a lot of potential a lot of big name uh, you have Debo Samuel, McCaffrey, then on the other side, uh, C.D. Lamb, Dak can, well, you can know, play well. That's
1: where the 49ers can capitalize against this defense and that hard pressure is you have Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield. I see a lot of dinking and dunking to him, Some a lot of screen, because I think that's going to, you know, even though this other teams have attacked them with the run game, I think you can attack them, let their pressure come hard, and you dump it out to Christian and McCaffrey see- and let him go.
0: And you see Debo Samuels' uh, potential yeah. in the backfield as well. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the Achilles' heels for this Dallas defense is the run game. Yeah. Um, and obviously you have to watch out for deep passes, not having gigs. Um, but one one thing this, this Dallas defense has struggled is – is letting, letting them fool you with your – you know, looking at the wrong place, doing the fakes and just, just doing that, that uh, RPO long enough, waiting and then handing the ball off, you know. Yeah. No, because if a quarterback a lot of drops back
1: and they want to go deep, that it takes time to go deep. It takes time to allow these routes to develop. And this defense is going to have pressure on you before most of those deep routes, 15, 10, 15-yard 15 plus routes can develop. The the defenses, you know, Michael Parsons is going to be in your face. Yeah, it's going
0: to. Well, I think the the key for the Cowboys' defense is going to be the defensive line. That's what this game is going to be one and lost on the defensive side, one or lost, um, as putting pressure on the quarterback, not giving him opportunities to to have a deep receiver open, um, while also making sure you hand it to McCaffrey, you got to stop him. Yeah, and um, obviously the Cowboys did a great job of that last week, and uh, Micah Parsons is, I think, he's going to have to ball out. Unless Brock, I mean Brock Purdy, undefeated in the regular season, still waiting to see is he really is he really going to be a top quarterback in this league? So far, he has obviously so far he has, but is he going to drop off? He didn't even have to drop off with the Cowboys to win, but is I don't even, even call him unproven yet. I mean, or still call him unproven because um, he's won a lot of big matchups. But there's still the opportunity for him to have a bad game. Yeah. Um but, I've heard a lot
2: on Twitter and stuff say of X. Yeah, X. Oh, I still of the Hey, ESPN, it's still Twitter.com. Yeah. We call it Twitter. The ESPN guys at ESPN saying uh that the Cowboys defense is gonna struggle against Brock Purdy. Hey, we don't
1: we don't say that four letter word around here.
2: Because uh the network. Just say the big network, <laughs> the big guys. Because uh Brock Purdy is uh elite passer against man coverage, but no team in the NFL plays man coverage like the Cowboys play man coverage. Yeah. The backups would start, backup corners would start on some NFL defenses Mm -hmm. right now. Deron Bland could go be the number one, and he's behind, he's the three normally behind Trayvon. Yeah, Yeah, Gilmore. With Gilmore, Gilmore Diggs. Now we have Bland in there for Diggs. I think it works just fine. I think that they'll be able to stop Brock Purdy. The D-line gets there too quick. I
1: think this is going to be the fun matchup we want to see. This might be the matchup of the season.
2: I mean, you saw it, what was it, against the Eagles when he got hurt? I think it was last year in the, playoffs. Year in the playoffs. Yeah. That Eagles defense is was one of the best in the leagues last year. Yeah. On par with the Dallas defense. Yeah. The mm-hmm. Dallas defense is better than it was last year. I think it's a better defense than the Eagles had last year. I don't think Brock Purdy keeps up with them. I think they rely more on the run game, which might be a problem, but I think the pass isn't going to be there.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um any predictions in the game? I think it's going to be relatively think, high scoring and close. I think
1: and uh, like 27-24 Parsons comes into this one amped up. I think we see two sacks for Michael Parsons this this week.
0: That that's a good prediction. I think more. You think more? I think we see
2: four and a and a Pick from the secondary.
1: Oh, I thought you say for Micah. No, I'm yeah. talking about just Micah alone. Just Micah. Micah alone's uh, gonna have two sacks. No, I'm saying Micah has four sacks, he's, and he's then Gilly, Gilmore has a so pick. So amped up, I think. Like he's one of those guys that he can. He seems like he can just make something up in his head, and, and to go after these guys, you know, like he's gonna make what up is a it on, of, uh, uh,
0: the program. Yeah. You just have that guy yeah. saying. Just saying you what'd you say, you say to my mom? Like just, just talking to random. Me. He's yeah. like, What are you talking about? He just gets yeah, he gets himself amped yeah. up and I, I see
1: Mike as that kind of guy, and I think he'll be prepared this week.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I I think it would be a huge disappointment if either team blew out the, I mean, as a Cowboys fan, I would love for them to blow out the 49ers, but uh, I think as a fan of football, it would be a disappointment to see one of these teams come out and I don't I don't know that one team can overpower the other team. I think it would have to be one just not showing up or just not, you know, key players not playing well. Yeah. But I can't imagine this not being a close game. Cowboys always, you know, win or lose, they always play these games very close. Yeah. They'll play the bad teams. They'll go down to play the the bad teams, like we saw against the Cardinals, the Broncos, a couple years ago. Uh, But they rise to the occasion to play the really good teams. We're going to get out of here. Thanks for uh, tuning in to the leadoff heard here every saturday morning very early on saturday mornings um be sure to subscribe like this video share it share with your friends if you didn't like it share with your enemies and um check out all our other peak one shows but until next time guys we'll see you later see you